The thing I think about all the time is the responsibility we have. And we have it with all of you. And it's something that we talk about every minute that we're involved in making these movies. And this one in particular, we've immersed ourselves in everything George created, talked about it endlessly. And we're so excited because I think what you're going to end up seeing, you're going to be so happy with. Star Wars Episode Nine officially has a new director attached. J.J. Abrams is officially returning to direct Star Wars Episode Nine, as well as co-write the film with Chris Terrio, with Kathleen Kennedy, Michelle Rejwan, Abrams, Bad Robot, and Lucasfilm producing. Regarding the hiring of Abrams, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy said, with The Force Awakens, J.J. delivered everything we could have possibly hoped for, and I'm so excited that he is coming back to close out this trilogy. This movie, in addition to being the end of three trilogies, uh, it also needs to work as its own movie, uh, and that's been part of the, the fun of it, part of the challenge of it, uh, but this movie, it's about this new generation and, and what they've inherited, the, the light and the dark, and asking the question as they face the greatest uh, evil, are they prepared, are they ready? And uh, it's been really incredible to look at this thing that George created and to bring it to a, a close in this way about this new generation. everywhere welcome to episode number 199 of blast points this is jason this is gabe and here we are here here we are we're We're still here we're keeping it together we're in the we are in the the last days before rise of skywalker in a days before rise of skywalker it's weird right it's weird the onslaught of Rise of Skywalker, everything leading up to this point, and now here we are. Episode 9. Yeah, there's so much about it that's just, it's weird. It's weird we're here. It's weird it really happened. It's weird it's still happening. It's weird we knew nothing for so long, and now there's so many TV spots that I couldn't tell you what was in any of them, because there's so many of them. <laughs> 842 TV spots. Every one of them a little different. <laughs> there are so many 
scoops and spoilers out there. Unofficially, they're dropping trailers that are giving away huge things. Officially, the score just showing up. Here's the here's the score, folks. Right. Like the most secretive movie set in history. They have you know robots and drones and secret agents to keep people from leaking things and then they just posted the score out of the blue on accident for two for two days a week ahead of time and then they pull it and then it's gone there's a weird bootleg burger king ad campaign where they're posting internet spoilers on straws I said, have you figured out this this Burger King the the spoiler whopper as they're calling? It? Have you gotten the whole story on it? I, I think at Burger King in Germany, there's like signs that are full of Rise of Skywalker spoilers, and if you read them out loud, they give you a free whopper. <laughs> and this is not Lucasfilm approved. No, and and I think if, have you seen with the translations, like they don't call her Ray, they call her Sword Lady or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Sword Lady does this, or this happens to Sword Sword Lady. <laughs> I love that. That's like it's like if if your grandma saw yeah. the Last Jedi. I like the Sword Lady. Yeah. I think she's okay. I'd be like, I I do too, Grandma. I do too. You got good taste, Grandma. I can't wait to see what Sword Lady does next. But yeah, it's like. What's real and what's a dream at this point? Because everything is crazy. Star Wars fans are going nuts. We we love somebody one day, and the next day we we hate them. But then the next day we love them again. <laughs> so so many so many feelings. It's we're we're all in a pot of boiling water right now. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen next. It is. It's like what what whatever the the folk tale or old saying or whatever with the frog in the boiling water or something, right? Like they've been, they turned the heat on what six months ago and it's just been slowly getting hotter and we haven't noticed. And now it's just about to boil and we're all freaking out. Like, why are we sweating? What's going on? That's, you know, extremely accurate, (laughs) extremely, extremely accurate. It's insane out there. It's crazy. The, the rise of Skywalker press tour has been going on forever J.J. Abrams, is he throwing shade at Last Jedi? No, he is. He is. He's not. What's going on? We're going we're gonna to be going into all of this stuff. And we're going to be trying to sort out some of our feelings as we are just hours, days away from the Rise of Skywalker. And we're going to try and come to a clear mental state to go into this movie with. We're going to try. But it, even just from like this show... We started Blast Points in January 2016, and probably the one constant we've always been talking about since the very beginning has been Episode 9. How, why, when, what does an Episode 9 look like? How do you end the saga again? (laughs) Now we have this new era of Star Wars, and we have the sequel trilogy, which is part of this new era, and now this is coming to an end. The third trilogy in the Skywalker saga. It's gone by so fast. 
I feel like I don't, I don't even feel I'm not done with Force Awakens yet. And and we're definitely not done with Last Jedi. We've we found that out this week. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has ever that's the thing. No matter what your feelings on Last Jedi, you love it or you hate it. No one's ever no one's done with it. No, no. Well, and we we've we found out in the last month that people are still have issues about Phantom Menace, and that's only been twenty years, so <laughs> Welcome to the party. Yeah. We've been talking about this every day since we parted three years ago. There's always, for any new Star Wars movie, there's always a lot of anticipation. There's always a lot of freak out. There's always a lot of talk. But this one, Rise of Skywalker, seems different, right? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Like, thinking back, like, last, you know, Force Awakens, like, I am so excited. The Last Jedi, people... So excited. I can't wait for, you know, I wish Ryan Johnson was doing episode nine too. You know, like that was a thing before the last Jedi came out, but this one, it's, it's a different feeling, isn't it? It is. And I think some of it is them really pushing it as the end of the end, which we're not used to. Cause even like with revenge of the Sith, it was the end of the star Wars movies, but it was the middle of the story. So it wasn't like, you already knew how the story ended, so it was a different feeling. And then also, Force Awakens, you had no idea what to expect. Kind of Last Jedi was the same thing, because we never had a Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie. We never had a sequel to a sequel trilogy movie. But now we have the real end of the story, even though we thought we already knew the end of the story. We have a second J.J. Abrams movie. Which that on its own, I think, has feelings and things for people, depending on what your feelings and things were with Force Awakens. There's just a lot, a lot to unpack in addition to what the actual film. And this is before you even get to what the movie is ultimately even going to be once we see it. Well, I and I keep thinking, I wonder is if this is how people were feeling. This level of fear and anticipation somehow combined and excitement. If this, is this how people felt before Return of the Jedi? I think back to the zines episode we did over the summer with some of those like fanzines that were in between Empire and Jedi, where they were bickering and fighting and people had their like their their stances on this it's gotta be like this and it's gonna you know these characters are gonna do that and nothing else you know (laughs) it's true yeah because you can't if you got the fever we all have the fever you spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff (laughs) and yeah the hardest thing is to see what it is and and come to terms with that versus what you've been thinking it is for years, right? It's like, we've at least been thinking about this movie ever since Force Awakens. Like, well, they're going to make three. What does that mean? How's it? Where's it going to go? How's it going to end? It's kind of JJ's fault because <laughs> Force Awakens had a lot of like, whoa, what's the deal with that? Oh, what's up with that? That's weird. That's crazy. And, you know, either people got mad at Last Jedi for... Either just saying, well, some of that stuff JJ brought up wasn't important, or or they loved it for that because maybe it actually wasn't important, you know. And Last Jedi was like, well, we're going to talk about this instead. And I feel like a lot of like people's 
unique feelings going into Rise of Skywalker is 100% fueled by the way they felt about Last Jedi in particular. Their feelings going into this, it's, yeah, it's a reaction to whatever they felt with Last Jedi. I don't know if it was like that with Empire. Maybe it was. I don't know. It definitely wasn't like that from Attack of the Clones going into Sith, because after that, it was just like, what? Okay, what's next? Great. <laughs> Looks good. <laughs> well, and at that time, too, it was. You you knew it was Lucas. It was the same group making them. And, yeah, there were people who loved it, and there were people like, well, it can't be any worse than the last one, so let's see where it, let's see where it goes. And going into three, we knew of all of one, two, and three, we knew the most of what was going to happen in three because we knew three was going to lead into four and that it wasn't, it was the end of the films, but it wasn't the end of the story. And that's kind of going back with this. When Force Awakens came out, we didn't know if there was going to be one more trilogy, if there was going to be six more movies, if they were going to just. Why did it have to be a trilogy? Would there be 11 movies? Would there be 14 movies? And it wasn't until, I almost feel like even after Last Jedi, we they said they were going to make one more, but it still felt like, well, does nine have to really end the story or does it just end the story with these new characters? And then is this kind of the episodes going to keep going on? But now that they decided that episode nine, no, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. This is now a nine chapter story. It kind of, I think, changes what episode nine needs to be and is. And because of that, it's weird to think about because I almost feel like after Last Jedi, things were kind of up in the air of like, well, they can kind of do anything at this point. How are they going to finish the story? And some of the things that may happen in Rise of Skywalker aren't as new maybe as we thought they would be but then as a conclusion to the previous movies they kind of shouldn't be if that makes sense i think that's where this whole thing is just so overwhelming in a way between it kind of has to be a certain thing now that it's the end as opposed to the beginning of a new thing it's almost like there's too much pressure on this movie I've never met a Star Wars movie that I didn't like. <laughs> you, know, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> even, you know, even ones that I nitpick more, I still love it a lot. So I'm not really worried about it, but it's almost like I'm afraid of what's going to happen after this movie comes out because it's the pot of water is already boiling, but we were also so in so much of the advertising of this movie it's it's like yeah it's not just the sequel trilogy it's all of them yeah. like we're wrapping up yeah. all of them whether you like the prequels or the originals or whatever we're dealing with all that stuff in this one and it's kind of like wow that's really kind of scary to think about <laughs> right. that's that's a lot of people to make happy or at least a lot of people to even just make okay like okay that was okay Star Wars fans, that doesn't always go real well. <laughs> Sometimes people get a little worked up about stuff. And I think, yeah, to kind of, after that rambling on, like, I think that the main point is that when they made episode nine, the end, it kind of reframed what it needs to be from where Last Jedi, we were like, okay, is this what the future of Star Wars is? Are they, with bringing back Force Awakens and kind of 
reminding everybody, hey, this is the stuff you like about Star Wars. This is like comfort Star Wars. Now we're going to stretch out and, and show you maybe this is the future of Star Wars. But now because it has to be the finale of the other films, they kind of had to, they're going to have to dial it back in a little bit. It's like with Palpatine. It was like, we've spent months and months just like, well, how are they going to end this? How are you going to, you know, what is Kylo going to be the big bad guy, whatever. And then it's like, oh, they just brought back Palpatine. Okay. That's not exciting. But then you think about it and you're like, well, if it's the end of the nine movies, yeah, it makes sense. And then even if you're grumpy, as soon as you hear Ian McDermott as Palpatine, you're let you love him. So <laughs> why not? Why not? Right? You can't be you like I don't know why is it gonna be Palpatine? Oh, he's talking. Okay, I I love you, Palpatine. I'm glad you're back. So it, it makes sense. Uh, you know, yeah, that's the thing, like the Palpatine thing. We said this in the Palpatine episode. I think we said it at Celebration before Celebration. If someone would have asked us. How would you feel if Palpatine was back in this movie? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then you hear Palpatine laughing, and you're like, that's the most genius thing that has ever happened. <laughs> Bravo, JJ. Yeah. Well, and it is. It's like as soon as they made – I think we said this in the Palpatine episode. As soon as you make the decision that episode nine is the end of the Skywalker saga, you kind of have to bring Palpatine back in. Because otherwise, like JJ said it, you don't usually have the big climax of a story – without having the villain from previous parts of the story. And I think that's the biggest shift maybe in people's minds and that to just come to terms with that. We didn't know the sequel trilogy was the end of the Skywalker saga until like six months ago. (laughs) And that's where I think some of this just emotionalness is coming in that it's like, all of a sudden this means a lot more than just another cool star Wars movie. Star Wars trilogy. Everyone's heard about it, and almost everyone is hot to see it. I love these movies. They're great. I just want to see the movie. I'm going to see it before everybody else does. Why? I spent a lot of money on it, so I want to see the special effects in it. The movie itself costs five bucks a head. This particular theater holds 1,600 people, and so far today, many of them are trying to sit through it for a second showing. If you have tickets already, please join the ticket holders line. Here in Times Square, there were more than 500 people in line shortly after midnight. As the morning approached, the lines got much longer. By 2 this afternoon, the theater's 25 extra security guards had their hands full. You're a big fan, obviously. Of the yes, film. yes. Do you have a job? Did you skip work today or what? Uh, no, I didn't skip work today. <laughs> So no Star Wars movie has ever had an easy path to getting made. It's just that's it's just really never happened. Like maybe Last Jedi was the, the smoothest past path to ever get a movie getting made. <laughs> which which before I not to cut you off is almost the most absurd funny thing to think about that the one movie of all of them that was all rainbows and cupcakes like no drama it was a done early is now the one that's like the most argued about. <laughs> so it, it saved all of its drama for post-release because it didn't have anybody for any pre-release. Well, in the rise of Skywalker is no exception to this long and winding road of making star Wars movies. And 
October 2012, Disney acquires Lucasfilm. Then in June 2014, we learn that Ryan Johnson has been uh, hired to do The Last Jedi. Uh, he is writing eight, and I think it was in The Hollywood Reporter came out that he was doing the story treatment for episode nine, which later then he debunked and said he was never involved in nine. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I remember that story coming out. And yeah, I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> have him, have him do, yeah, eight and nine. And then if someone else directs it, yeah, like you would think, well, that's how they do these things. They kind of plan ahead. But Star Wars movies don't necessarily do that ever. None of them have. <laughs> that was June 2014. That was still over a year before The Force Awakens even came out. And that was kind of the thing. It's like already we're like, wow, we're already thinking about nine. <laughs> like, I still want to know more about the ball droid. <laughs> yeah. So then August 2015, for just four months before the release of The Force Awakens, it's announced that Colin Trevorrow has been hired to direct Episode Nine, and he will be co-writing the screenplay with his collaborator, Derek Connolly. Which I remember when that came out, I was just like, well, isn't that Ryan Johnson? Like, wasn't he doing something with Nine? And I was like, I feel like the announcement of Ryan Johnson was met with... Oh, okay. Well, because everyone kind of knew Looper and people knew Brick, and they were like, okay, cool. Interesting, but cool. But I remember the Colin Trevorrow announcement for Nine was kind of met with not really interesting and cool, where I feel like if Trevorrow was doing Eight, people have been like, okay. But again, I think it's just the thing with Nine, because people are like, is this going to end this trilogy? Isn't that important? And why is Colin Trevorrow doing it? Really, yeah. And that was, of all the people to pick, what I could see you trying somebody out at the beginning or the middle, but how are you going to end this? And is this person who, at that point, had made what he did, like his indie movie, and then he did Jurassic World at that point? And, then, and now they're going to come in, yeah, and end this big trilogy of films. It was surprising. And everything was moving so fast back then, too. Like, it seemed like because this whole Disney Star Wars thing was new, they were just announcing anything and everything as soon as it happened just to keep people, just to keep feeding people. This is before Rogue One. Again, this is just four months away from Force Awakens. People had Star Wars fever. There was, like, like a new rumor every day. There was, like, Guillermo del Toro is going to make a Jabba movie, and there's going to be a Yoda movie, and a Boba Fett movie, and everybody's getting a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, right? Every Oh, all these all these big directors are, are having meetings, and a few months later we have, what, we had, no, this is right around Star Wars Celebration, wasn't it? And there was the Future Filmmakers panel where they were going to talk about all these other movies coming out. We were in the thick of Disney Star Wars beginnings at that point. So that was uh, August 2015. And then we don't really hear too much with Nine until April 2017. It's announced that Episode Nine will be coming out on May 24th, 2019. And around this time also, Ryan Johnson in an interview says he's not involved in Episode Nine. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, at this point, you know, it's 2017, and 
every we're we're months away from the last Jedi, and that's kind of what everybody's focused on. Yeah, so that was the same month as uh, Star Wars Celebration Orlando. It was a different time. It was a different era. <laughs> the promise of a new day. <laughs> we we were doing we were just doing our normal thing, scaring Ram Bergman's family at Disney World, <laughs> sleep sleeping on inflatable rafts. It's the, it's the normal stuff. <laughs> Living that celebration life, you know. Okay, so then just months later, August 2017, it's announced that someone named Jack Thorne is writing Episode Nine. More confusion sets in because we're like, what about Trevor O and that other guy? Who's this Jack Thorne? I, and I totally forgot about the Jack Thorne thing. So I'm glad that that's coming back because, yeah, that was what it like. I think we were all had Last Jedi fever and it was like, what? Okay, whatever. I got episode eight to think about right now. But no, everyone's it's like that. It's like, whatever, Trevor. O. you better be good, Trevor. O. I hope they know something we don't. Then just days later, we're three months away from The Last Jedi. The crazy news is announced that Trevor o is out. Trevor o has been removed from episode nine. We're three months away from eight coming out. And people lose their minds. Everyone's. Who's going to take over? Is it going to be Ron Howard? Like, people really wanted Ryan Johnson to do it. That was, like, a big thing because the previews for Last Jedi, everyone's like, it's going to be the best movie ever. (laughs) We were convinced that there is no possible way that J.J. Abrams would come back. Yeah. Previously on Last Points. The other name that was coming up, though, was... The return of JJ. Somebody knew somebody, and they said that that wasn't that wasn't going to happen. I honestly couldn't see him coming back. Yeah, I don't see why he would. The chances of JJ coming back are about as much as Lucas coming back. And maybe by the time this episode comes out, they'll have announced the replacement. As soon as we're done recording, they'll announce who it is. We were so wrong. Because <laughs> that was the thing. People were like, what if J.J. comes back? No. Yeah, he's burned out. He doesn't want to do it. He knows better. Like, if anyone, he knows better. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the next day, literally the next day, it's announced J.J. is coming back and Episode 9 is pushed back to December 2019. And here we are. Well, what was it? There was... Things from Kathy Kennedy with this never-ending press tour where she was saying in an interview that Trevorrow's screenplay never even got to a first draft before they were like, nope. But then there's like, isn't the First Order ship that's at Galaxy's Edge, that was from an old Trevorrow design or something. So there was work going on with this but i mean that makes sense because we know now from ever since the prequels the star wars production is the concept art team starts at the same time as the writers start if not before what trevorrow was probably the director directing the concept art team while he was working on the first draft so that doesn't seem too out of the ordinary for there to be a design a visual design that was approved or at least very far along before they even got the script but he also got a writing credit if they didn't make it to a first draft they at least made it to a part it had to be at least a first draft right there had to be something written down that was 
similar enough, if not the same thing that got rolled into JJ and Chris Terrio's script. What hasn't Trevor said lately that his script didn't have Palpatine in it? That was a JJ thing. Yeah. And Chris Terrio has said in just this week, I think in some of the interviews that that was JJ's thing. And he told him that I think before, like right after he brought him on or before he even brought him on as the writer, I think. Will we ever learn <laughs> the, the Trevor O draft, the Trevor over the Trevor O not even first draft version? Will, will we ever see concept art from the Trevor O version? I hope so. Someday. It's like before we started recording, we were talking about like Ghostbusters previews and other watching other fandoms yell at each other that we have no personal investment in. And it's, you know, there's the whole DC, like the Snyder cut thing, like depending on what the reaction to the rise of Skywalker is going to be in a couple of days, will people suddenly be on the side of Colin Trevorrow? Like, man, maybe, you know what? Maybe those Jurassic world movies weren't that bad. <laughs> at least episode nine would have had dinosaurs in it. Maybe it would have had Sam Neill. And that's not, that's not anything to complain about. Yeah. Well, and you know, like we were saying, this, is the best and worst time because we're so close and the pre-excitement of the movie is a thing that it's, it's, it's a thing that you experience and you don't feel this way any other time. Like we were saying in the beginning, it's boiling water. It's really crazy out there and it's really easy to get overwhelmed either in like social media and whatever people are saying, whatever people's opinions, people getting on other people for having opinions, people's opinions about people's opinions, or even getting upset at what the very tired actor and creative people in the film are saying at some press junket somewhere, or quotes taken out of context, or who knows what's going on. It's easy to get your excitement in this film kind of wrapped up and sucked into that. And, you know, even I, 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 I found it where, you know, I'm getting tired of the emotional TV spots of like, you know, it's, it's so good that we're all back together on this adventure. And I think people are really going to like that we're back together on this adventure. And it's like, I feel like that selling point is like what real sets and practical effects effects <laughs> was for the uh for force awakens and it's like just stop it's okay the, yeah the marketing can be tiring and it does make me miss miss the days of of the lucas mccollum team up where you knew what the press tour was going to be. There's going to be the actors talking about stuff. And you know, Rick McCollum's going to come on and tell you that it's darker this time. And it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. And you, you knew what to, you're like, okay, that's what he's going to say. And then I'm going to watch the movie. And you're like, you know what to expect. And it's not like, well, what's the, what's the weird angle they're going to be pushing this time. Yeah. Is it practical effects? Is it the, the gangs back together? Is it, I don't even remember what last Jedi, what was the, what was the thing for last Jedi? It's totally different. It's not repetitive at all. Oh yes, it's it's so it's it's not it's not just like a new hope, right? Because and but and that's the thing, and it existed even in the prequels, and it's going on with this, and it happened with the Last Jedi, and it happened with Force Awakens, where Force Awakens' whole thing was, oh, this isn't like those prequels. We got real sets, so go see this movie with the real sets, and Last Jedi is 
isn't like a new hope at all. So go see this one. But that it's always gone on where every this this hype period, it's always a reaction to the Star Wars movie that came before. The crazy people that that loved the whatever Star Wars movie was before, it always happens where it's it's why are you talking this way about my child? I love that dearly, passionately. And how dare you say it wasn't good enough and this one is better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just part of how it goes. It's just part of this weird promotion thing. And the people who are the most annoyed by this are the people that they know are going to go anyway. They could talk some crazy garbage about anything and we'll be grumpy, but we'll still be there on Thursday night because we have to be. So they're not, they're not trying to sell us on this movie. (laughs) So we just have to put up with it. It's true. But the thing I think is so great though, with the sequel trilogy though, and people are so invested is they did do such a good job with, and we have to give JJ credit for casting these characters that people are so obsessed with like with the prequels is I love the prequels, but I felt like maybe people were more into the movie and there were the characters, but I felt like a, I don't know. It almost felt like it was, they were, you were into the star Wars thing where this time around, like people are really into Ray and Kylo, like that, the, the people and whatever goes around with the movie is secondary to, they just want to know what happens to these people. Because everyone is just so attached to these new characters that it's almost you're like more protective of what is the movie going to be because it's a it's a person you're worrying about. You're not worrying about the clone army or, or or something like that. It just yeah, it's just I think that's what's making it just so much more. People are getting they're attached and they and they don't want anyone to hurt hurt their babies. <laughs> I'm attached. I love these characters so much and I'm so fascinated by these characters and these characters are so good and they fit into star Wars so well. I don't want it to end. And the passion that people have for these characters is incredible. I remember doing uh, the motor city comic con just like two weeks after the force awakens came out. And I saw you were there with you. You were there. We were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was at that one. We saw so many Rays and Kylo Rens, and that the movie had been out for two weeks. And we were like, this is incredible. This is weird. This has never happened before. Yeah, because it's like people aren't worried if Rise of Skywalker, the movie, I think, is good or bad. They're worried if they're going to do their baby Ray wrong. People are invested in these characters. Like, in, in a way, I have not seen. I feel like it hasn't happened, for at least for Star Wars, since the original trilogy, which is awesome. I don't know. I, I think the legacy of the sequel trilogy is going to be really, really strong. Yeah, and I th- I think that's just because of these characters. And in the end, that's what that's what all it is about. And it's not just it's it's Ray and it's Kylo Ren and it's but it's also it's Finn and it's Poe and it's it's Rose. Oh, and Leia is still there. Lando, yeah, it's the new characters who just have completely sucked people in and then them interacting with the old characters. But I think that's the thing, too, is as much as there's familiar 
things that happened in the sequel to the previous movies where these characters are going is not as clear. But I, you know, it's hard to remember from Empire to Jedi if, if after Empire. Well, I don't know. We've talked about that. At least, you know, Empire ends and you kind of know, well, they're going to go get Han. And we know Luke's got to talk to, he's got to face Vader again. Like you kind of knew where the story was going. You had none of that. At the end of Last Jedi. Last Jedi, I remember after Last Jedi, we were like, I have no idea what's going to happen here. <laughs> like, yeah, and that it's that combined with us having no, them not giving anything away for so long of where what's going to happen with these people. Yeah, we all have anxiety. What's, what's, what's going to happen to our babies? Why didn't you uh, take the free seat? Because I want to keep the ticket for a collector's item. Why would you wait so long to see a movie? Well, I went and seen Star Wars, uh, the first movie, 17 times. And if it's as good as that one, I'll have to see it another 17 times again. Why did you come out the first day? Because I wanted to see it the first day. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, you just came out of the movie. What do you think? It was a fantastic movie. They cut it short, though. There was no real ending to it. But it was a great movie. Great movie. A lot of... A lot of things happen fast. A lot of things happen very fast. Uh, you think you'll see it again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. What did you think of Wow, phenomenal. Really a lot of underlying meanings. I hit a home a lot closer than, like, the first movie. And uh, just, uh, like, the ending was a lot different from uh, the first movie. And a lot, you know, there's a lot more the tearjerker almost at points there. And, it was good. I'm still so much shaking from the movie. It's pretty good, really good. I saw Star Wars all, about four times, and this is probably matched the same amount of times at least. But it was really great. Really loved it. So you will see it again. Oh yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Thank you. Here's the deal. Here's what I've been trying to tell myself. With there's 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 this boiling water. There's this anxiety. The frogs are trying to jump out of the pot. It's like now, right now, is an absolutely magic time. Not only just for Star Wars fans, but everything going on with Mandalorian and like Disney rides and Happy Meals and everything happening. But just just focusing just specifically on Rise of Skywalker. And trying to put aside like all this like fear of of your babies getting hurt and <laughs> of that great possibly misunderstood movie from a couple years ago, like getting like shade thrown on it. You know, it's it's we need to remember the words of Qui Gon Jinn, and we need to concentrate on the moment and don't center on your anxieties. <laughs> exactly, and we need to celebrate this moment of what it is. Now is the time for excitement and just joy that we're getting in episode nine. And it's probably going to be really, really awesome. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. The sequel trilogy was a gift because we revenge of the Sith came out. Clone Wars was on. We said goodbye to star Wars in the theater. We were okay with it. We made our peace we we lived through Star Wars M&Ms and the movies came back and they're good. They're they're very good. They're very good. They're very very good. We didn't expect that and even if Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars movie you've ever seen, 
the worst Star Wars movie you've ever seen is better than a lot of other movies. And it's not going to be the worst Star Wars movie you've ever seen. Because it has, how can it? If it was just the the cast of the previous movies in an elevator playing cards, it would be a great movie. A, a still photograph of Ray on one side of the screen and Kylo Ren on the other side of the screen. And they don't even move for two hours and you just looked at the two of them. There'd be people screaming in the theater. Yeah. There's new John Williams music. He stayed alive long enough to make the music. Really, that was the only thing we were all worrying about. Really. Is John Williams going to stay alive long enough to do the music? And he did. And we love him. And we can all relax now because he's done. In a matter of days, we are going to find out what the hell is the deal with Claude. I believe in miracles. Claude with a K, uh, K L A D. Uh. <laughs> yes. How does Claude fit in the Falcon? We're going to find out. <laughs> Claude is really in this thing. There's going to be Claude. We were promised Claude at Celebration. And we've gotten almost no quad information from that day, except he showed up in the back of a Chinese trailer in the back of the Falcon. We don't know what's going on with Claude. In a matter of days, we are going to know about Claude. We're going to see Bulio. Maybe Bulio's. Maybe Bulio's going to talk. We don't know. There's a good chance. Does he speak English, or does he have some weird alien language? We are going to know in just a matter of days. Does Zori Bliss? have a mass voice or does she sound like the Mandalorian or is it like, <laughs> is, is her voice auto-tuned? There's so many questions that we have that are going to be answered before you know it. Babu Frick. Does he drive a car? Does he have a little spaceship? What's his deal? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does he climb up a little ladder to open up three PO's head? No, it is. Who would have thought just a few years ago that there would be a new star Wars trilogy that it would be this interesting. There would be an episode nine and we're already here days days away. And that's really at the end of the day, right? We're just having fun watching, watching our creatures in space. Celebrate this moment of excitement. If you know, and that's the thing, if the social media is, is bugging you, if making you feel anxious, there's so many people that have walked away from it right now, and that's – I'm not doing it because I'm crazy. But I think that's great because just wrap yourself up in your own excitement on why you love these weirdo, weirdo movies made by some weird guy in a flannel shirt and a beard. And he dreamed up for the kids, you know, the serials, you know, like turn it all off what everybody else is saying and just concentrate on why you love it and try and go into the rise of Skywalker with an open mind as much as, which is hard because we go in with, you know, the baggage of the, the whole saga and all the stuff, but also our deep, deep, deep feelings on our passion for these characters. (laughs) And, and the weird things we're drawn to in these movies, which everyone has their own, corner of what you know well i the ships were the wrong color in this movie and i just couldn't get into it and you know those things happen but we're all we're all different and just because if rise of skywalker is your favorite star wars movie of all time great if it's not your favorite star wars movie still exists it'll always be there to watch 
it's yeah, it's a gift. It's a bonus. They're all it's all a bonus. All this great stuff. New movies, Mandalorian, Resistance, comic books, Forces of Destiny, all the stuff we've gotten from Disney is just it's a wonderful Star Wars gift for the holidays of the last few years. This movie had a very weird responsibility. It had to be the end of not just three movies, but nine movies. Mm-hmm. And the idea of having to incorporate the stories that have come before, uh, strangely, is the story of the movie, which is to say it's the characters in the film inheriting you know, everything that's come before in, in pre- previous, gen- uh, previous generations, uh, whether it's you know, sins of the father, whether it's uh, you know, the wisdom that they've, that they've acquired. And the question is, can this new generation... Are they up to the task? Can they stand up to what they have to? And so in a way, I feel like we, coming into this movie, have inherited a lot. And the question is, can we do it? And that's a question we ask ourselves every day. Pleasure is fun. It's great. But you can't keep it going forever. Just accept the fact that it's here and it's gone. And maybe again it'll come back and you'll get to do it again. Joy lasts forever. Pleasure is purely self-centered. It's all about your pleasure. It's about you. It's about It's a selfish, self-centered emotion that's created by a self-centered motive of greed. Joy is compassion. Joy is giving yourself to somebody else or something else. And it's a kind of thing that is, in its subtlety and lowness, much more powerful than pleasure. If you get hung up on pleasure, you're doomed. If you pursue joy, you will find everlasting happiness. So, with that, I'm gone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you. Remember... Force will be with you always. All right, iTunes reviews. We haven't done this in a really long time, and we're we're really behind. It's it's been a crazy couple months, if you haven't noticed. Uh, but we got some time, so let's let's go through uh, some of these great reviews people have written for us on Apple Podcasts. Gabe, what what's our first one? So the first one we have here is Prequels by Fumpex. So happy to see you guys love the prequels. Me and my dad love them. I don't like movies that much, but the prequels just do it for me. I am sorry for the lack of punctuation, but I am just so excited to speak about my favorite movies. Love you guys so much and keep up the good work. Fumpex, I love that. That's great. Thank you, Fumpex. All right, so this next one is titled So Much Fun, and it's written by Mr. Max. All it says is, what a great podcast. Short and sweet review. Actually, it says short and sweat review. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but it is kind of appropriate because we are generally very sweaty when we're talking about Star Wars. So it's it was the right choice, whether it was intentional or not. Thank you, Mr. Max. What do we have next? Next we have How Did I Miss These Guys by Dr. Fun Times. That's my kind of doctor. <laughs> I might have to make an appointment. It's like Bob and Doug McKenzie became Star Wars nerds and decided to host a podcast. This show celebrates how weird and vast Star Wars is, and I love that. These guys are the hosts you're looking for if you're burned out on Rant of the Week style Star Wars podcasts. I'm not sure I appreciated how much I needed that. All right. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Thank you, Dr. Fun Times. Uh, yeah. Be at your office very soon. Uh, this next one is from Villanelle's Ziha. 
and it is titled This is the Pod You're Looking For. I listen to quite a few Star Wars podcasts, but this one sets itself apart from the rest. And that's it. That's all we got. And what else, you know, thank you. Thanks. So next we have A Delight by Megan Nine. I'm excited for every new episode and enjoy listening to episodes over and over again. Jason and Gabe are just delightful to listen to. Their Star Wars knowledge is far and reaching and not limited to the stories themselves. Their episodes about the background making of, cinematic scores, novelizations, cultural impact, etc. Oh my, this podcast is a blast. If you're not listening, why not? This podcast is for any and all Star Wars fans. Why not indeed? Thank you, Megan Nine. Yeah, thank you so much. And our last one we're reading on today is from Charles Westcott, and it's titled Simply Amazing. Fantastic interviews, interesting topics, and a great sense of humor. This show has it all, and we've enjoyed every new episode since we subscribed. And the back catalog. Get on this. Well, man. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, thank you. So if you would like your review read, all you got to do after you're done listening, if you listen on some kind, of, some kind of Apple thing, head over to Apple Podcasts, write a little something nice, and we will read yours. Thank, thank you. you. Thank 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 you. Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you. And these. Last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Check out our website, lastpointspodcast.com where you can search for back episodes if you're going through the backlog and are looking for something in particular. Otherwise, uh, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, sign up for the Super Chill Group. And we got our Patreon over there where we are doing Mandalorian episodes for every chapter of The Mandalorian over the weekend, we had an episode for Chapter 6, The Prisoner, and what, tomorrow or something? I don't even know. There's going to be another Mandalorian. <sighs> yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, yeah, tomorrow is Mandalorian already, and hopefully the Patreon for that will be up maybe Thursday. There's something else going on on Thursday night, too, so yeah. Oh my God! You might be you might be a little too busy to listen to it, but it hopefully will be out. Well, and next episode, episode two hundred, it's going to be the rise of Skywalker, folks. I'm going to try and get it out as fast as we can. I'm going to try and get it out over the weekend because the the normal Tuesday release date is Christmas Eve. Do everything I can to get it out 
before that. Uh, so it might not come out on the usual Tuesday. So just keep an eye out on the feeds and keep an eye out on our social media. And as soon as it's ready, we'll be posting about it like crazy because I, I feel like we might have some things to say about the rise of Skywalker. I don't know. Might be a little bit to talk about next week. Just a just a teeny little bit. What they call a hot button topic. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good luck. Enjoy it. Get crazy. This is Star Wars Episode Nine. We're not going to get another Star Wars movie for a long time. Maybe t- if you want to take your shirt off, take your shirt off, and maybe <laughs> wear two shirts just in case. If you don't want it to get too weird, you could take a shirt off and still have a shirt underneath. But. You know, do what you got to do. Yeah, stay cool. Yeah, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah. If you if you need to buy a life jacket and take all the foam out and fill it with ice and just wear like an ice jacket, maybe maybe that's what you got to do. When you get a soda, don't even put pop or in Coke or Pepsi or whatever in it. Just fill it with ice cubes and just throw some in your face. Or just wear really baggy pants and just fill your pants with ice. They have those ice machines at the theater, you know. I'm sure they won't care if you just fill your pants with crushed ice. Whatever it takes. So, all right, folks. Good luck. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. How many times did you see the first Star Wars movie? About four or five times. <laughs> How long have you been waiting for this one? Around an hour and a half. Are you all excited to sing it? Yeah. Do you have any Star Wars toys? Yeah, lots of them. <laughs> Which ones? Like all the figures and all the action things, like the spaceships and that. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in the new one? I don't know. Who are you rooting for, Luke or Darth Vader? <laughs> Luke, not Darth Vader, right? Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you see the... Oh, I gotta wait. How many times did you see the first Star Wars movie? 24. No, you didn't. I have a Big Max. 24 times? Yeah. 24. Is it your favorite movie of all time? No. What'd you like better? Meatballs. May the Force be with all of you!